This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. As you listen to God's servant, Reverend Dr. Tunde Balanta, we trust that God's word will work wonders in your life. I want to bring you a quick word this morning. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Hallelujah. Mm. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am, can you say that with me? I am that I am. Say it one more time. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Many times in my personal life, I hear that authoritative voice of the Holy Ghost in challenging times saying, I am. What does that really mean when you say, I am? Well, in the Hebrew, this is the first person, common singular of the verb to be. You can say, I am going to the market. I am his uncle. I am his father. But when you say I am on his own, you are saying many things. And what God was saying to Moses here was that the I am that I am means he is the self-sufficient, self-existent one who is always present. Because when you speak about a name, you are speaking about the heritage, the character, and the destiny of a person. The I am that I am here means he is the self-sufficient, self-existent one who is always present. You know, Moses was struggling with so many things. He was a fugitive. He had killed a man. He ran away from Egypt. Forty years later, God is coming to him and saying to him, go back to the same place where you are a wanted man. I'm sure you know that's a tall order this morning. But God was saying to him, I am that I am. And we can find a lot more about Moses' life in Hebrews 11, from verse 23 to 27, Acts chapter 7, from verse 21 to 31. Let's take a little reading in Hebrews 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. 
By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, and he endured and seeing him who is invincible. And you can find more in Acts 7, 21 to 31. But what was God saying when he asked them, who do, when I get there and they say, who sent me? He was saying to him, I am the self-sufficient, self-existent one who is always present. Self-sufficient, self-existent one who is always present. My friends, this morning I'd like you to know, I don't know where you are in your life right now. I don't know what you have gone through. I don't know what season you are. But there's a self-sufficient God who is standing behind you. He was saying to Moses, Moses, I saw when you were born as a child. Moses, I heard the king's commandment. I heard that boys were not supposed to be born when you were born. Moses, I knew when they put you on that, in that basket on the Nile. I saw you in that basket on the Nile. Moses, I saw the crocodiles that were trying to eat you up, but I told them, thou shalt not eat that child because that's a child of purpose. Am I talking to somebody here today? Moses, I know your story. I know your story. I arranged everything. Miriam was standing by, and I made Pharaoh's daughter to come and have a bath at the the right time and I took care of you. You see sometimes in our lives we begin to feel it's impossible. 40 years has gone by. This guy had not yet fulfilled destiny. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are this morning. But God has sent me to tell you that he's the self-sufficient one. He does not need to be helped by anybody. He's the self-existent one. That means nobody created him. He has no date of birth. He has no date of death. He has no date of exit. Nobody made him. He has no lifespan. He goes from eternity to eternity. He's still God. The Pharaoh you are afraid of, the problem that is planning to take you down, God has sent me to tell you that that thing has got a lifespan, but you, he that is behind you has no lifespan. He that cannot be killed, he that cannot die, he has no lifespan. He's the self-existent one. He is always present. He was there at your birth. He was there during your trouble. He will be there after your trouble. I want to announce to you that the season you see in your life now, in this land now, the one that cannot be killed, the one that cannot be destroyed, he saw it all and at the end of the day, he has declared over your life, he has declared over your family that you are not coming down with the rest of them. Time may be flying, things may be passing you by, but I want to declare to a child of God, the I am that I am, he has spoken concerning your destiny, he has spoken concerning your future and I declare over your head to Today, like he told Moses, he said, I am that I am. He's standing with you. He's bringing out out of that season. He's going to launch you to where you ought to be. Is there a witness in the house of the Lord this morning? Moses was saying to God, don't you understand where I'm coming from? Don't you understand my story? It's bad. I'm a fugitive. They are looking for me. Child of God, what he has written, what he has written in your book, there's no eraser that a human being has made that can erase what he wrote. He said, Moses, 40 years down the line, you feel like a failure. You feel like there's no tomorrow. But God has sent me to tell you 
you need to stand today and declare with me that I'm going to where he has planned for me. I am getting there because the all-sufficient one, the self-existent one is behind me. Is there a witness in this house this morning? Woo! Sit down for a bit. Who is behind you? You know, as I meditated on that today, if somebody cannot die, and he was not born, and he has no lifespan, and to redeem you, he found an eternal blood, so that no mortal person can take you out. Hey, hey, you will get it. Somebody that cannot die, he found blood, divine blood, so that people that can die cannot kill you. Let me show you a scripture. Let's move ahead. Listen to me, child of God. And it may look very bad right now. But God is saying to Moses, Pharaoh has a lifespan. Your travail has a lifespan. I don't need a generator because I am self-existent. I don't need power from anywhere because I am God. Listen to me, that's the person behind you. And I want to tell you, your story is not over this morning. Your story is not over this morning. Your future is not over this morning. Our story as a nation is not over this morning because the self-sufficient, the self-existent one, the one who is always present, he is with us today. Can I get an amen in the house of God? And, you know, the name speaks to his character. This is who I am. Like my own name means the crown has returned. So there's a history there. Don't worry about it. But there was some story there. He said that crown has come back. Hallelujah. Abraham, father of many nations. Benjamin was supposed to call Benoni, child of my sorrow, son of my sorrow. God is speaking about your future. When he say, I am that I am, look at another scripture. Let's move on a bit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 31, 3. Now the Egyptians are men. The person troubling you is a man and not God. They are horses, flesh, not spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out his hand, both he that helpeth shall fall, and he that is hoping shall fall down, and they shall fall together. God is saying that when he is with you, nothing can beat you. Your name may be Moses, Pharaoh may be looking for you, but if the self-sufficient, self-existent one, the one who is always present goes with you, you will be okay. And I say you are okay this morning in Jesus' name. Hmm. The self-sufficient one is the God of abundant compensation who brings life to dead bodies. The self-sufficient one is the God of abundant compensation who brings life to dead bodies. Abraham is a classic example here. I'll give you a few scriptures. Hallelujah. You know Abraham, Romans 4, 17 to 21. Then write down Genesis 17, 1 and Genesis 15, 1. And Genesis 15, 1 to 6, write it down. Genesis 15, 1 to 6, write it down. Genesis 17, 1. Genesis 12, 10. Now let's just read Romans 4.17 and, and take a cue here. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead 
and colored those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be and be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that when what he had promised he was able to perform. Hallelujah. The self-sufficient one is the God of abundant compensation who brings life to dead bodies. In Genesis 15, you know, Genesis 12, Abraham, I think verse 5, he got into the land of Canaan. The Bible said there was famine in the land. God speaks to you and the opposite happens. Anybody ever experienced that? You say, I bless you, and say, ah, God, the account is looking ugly. He say, I'm with you, and something happens. Abraham got into the promised land. Abraham got into the promised land, and there was famine in the land. By Genesis 15, this, this guy was getting worried. And I'm sure there are some of us here that the promises of God, as the year is rolling now, are saying, God, this year again, is this how you are going to do me? Like we say, you know, do nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you say, I thought your name is Jehovah Sharp Sharp. What is happening to my Sharp Sharp? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? Watch this. By Genesis 15, Abraham started talking to God seriously. He said, This Eliza, is he going to be my heir? You said, Oh, you are going to bless me. Where is the blessing? Are you a talk talk God? He's not a talk talk God, he's a do do God. Say, God, you've said so many things. Haba. Some of you, you can't say that, but in your mind, you have taught it. Say, promises, prophecy, prophecy, revelation. God, do now. If you've ever felt like that, don't raise your hand. I'm sure we've all been there. And so that was the crisis this man was facing. And he was now saying to God, look, God, do something. But when God was being slow for him, he decided to create his own Ishmael. So he had that boy. But see, one thing about God is God waited, according to Romans 4, 17, where we read, until Abraham's body was dead because they produced Ishmael when he was about 86-something years old. But at 99, his body had died also. His body had also died. It looked to Moses at this time, the dream of being a deliverer has died. This business looks dead to any reasonable person. The project looks like it's not going to happen to every sensible person. But he said, I am the God who quickens the dead and colored the things that be not as though they were. Your story may look dead, but if God has given you a word, you see, he, he doesn't live in the realm of time. Jesus told um, those Pharisees that, that time, he said, before Abraham was, I am. They said, my, my friend, you are not up to 50 years old. How can you say before Abraham was, I am? But what were you saying? I'm the self-existent one. I existed before time. There was no time when I started. I created time myself. Do you understand that every mountain in your life, no matter how big it is, God does not even need your help. I give you ex a few examples. He told Abraham, I'm your abundant compensation, which means what I'm going to do 
to you and for you we blow your head he said i am the god ephesians 3:20 who can do exceedingly abundantly that is the god i serve if you give him a small cup you are going to get a small blessing but i'm coming with a truckload and i'm waiting for this i'm waiting for this god the self sufficient the self existent the one who is ever present to show up in my life is there a believer in the house of god Listen to me, when you go through anything, God must reward you. He is a God of compensation. Even Stuart can testify. Because I know his story. When God, see, people may be, so the problem with human beings is when you are believing God and you are doing like this. Father, I'm standing. Father, they don't see you that time. They don't see, Father, I believe. Come They don't see your all night prayer alone. But when the compensation comes, they, ah, bro, now wow. What do you do now? He said, I stood. I stood it. If that is English at all. I stood it until he showed up. There was a guy who came against Hezekiah by the name of Sennacherib. He said, I will, I will wipe you out. He wrote him a very threatening letter. The all sufficient one says, don't worry about that letter. You, don't, you won't even fight. One night, one of his angels slaughtered 185,000 people in the camp of the enemy. This God that we serve, he has power we don't even know yet. God, show your mercy where I'm concerned. Show your mercy where my family is concerned. Show your strength where this ministry is concerned. Do what only you can do so that you alone can take the glory. You know, that's why Jesus waited until Lazarus was dead for four days. God waited until Abraham's body was dead for four days. Somebody said, I'm already 45. They've not proposed to me. It's your turn for a miracle. I'm already hitting menopause, but I'm not seeing nothing. I said, it's your turn for a miracle. I went to one of our churches to dedicate in this city some years ago and God gave me one word in one service. Anybody who didn't have a child should come forward. I did not go there to pray for that. I just had to do sharp prayer and come back to main church. And I remember seven women within one year, all of them conceived. If he has said it, sometimes he will wait until you are almost thrown in the tower. There was another guy by the name of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Three armies threatened him. God said, you will not need to fight in this battle. When the armies gather together, the I am, the all-sufficient, the self-existent, the one who is always present. He said, let me just be present in their midst. He walked in there, and the three armies were looking at themselves. One said, this is a red carpet. The other one said, it's black. Another one said, it's blue. He said, it is red. It is black. Their tongue began to be confused at the Tower of Babel. From it is red, it is black, it is gray. They began to exchange slaps. Before they knew, they brought Bindiga and guns out and began to shoot themselves. I want to declare that your enemies shall be confused like the enemies of Jehoshaphat. The people that trouble you, God will trouble your trouble. I said, God will trouble your trouble. Hallelujah. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Glory to God. And the stories are many in the Bible. When God, and there was spoil for them to carry. When Moses brought these people out, 
430 years or so of slavery, God said you will not go empty. Tell your neighbor you are not going empty. Every trouble you have been through in this season, I'm here to announce to you that this God that I know, I don't know how he will bring the blessing, but he's an all-sufficient God. He's a self-existent God. He's the one who is always present. He never takes his children through a rough season without compensating you, including you, Pierre. He is going to compensate you. You are going to fill big shoes in this season. So sometimes when God is blessing you, you don't know if he's blessing you for what you have been through or what you're about to go through. But he always blesses. He never leaves you the way he, he's met you. If you meet a really generous man wants to bless you, how much more of this God? Let's see if I can throw one more thing in. Glory to God. Are you getting something out of this this morning? Hallelujah! Amen. Second Kings 7. One last thought. Uh, yes, sir. Second Kings 7, 1 and 2. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, Tomorrow, somebody say tomorrow. About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. You know this story. The Syrians had besieged the city. It was so bad. It was so bad. You can read the rest on your own. It was so bad that <laughs> it was so bad that people were eating their children. That that is horrible. That is horrible. Amen. And then the prophet said, "If if God does not help us, I'm going to deal with Elisha." What is Elisha's own? But it shows you that the world knows that the power is in the church. They know. And God still got the power in the church today. By this time tomorrow, and what did God do? The self-sufficient one is your provider. That's where I'm tying it up this morning. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares on him. All your cares. Throw it on him. I had a vision Saturday morning. Who are those guys who will help me? Come, two of you. Quickly. Where is the second person? You come, just stay in the center here. Come. This is the vision I had Saturday morning. You stay where you are. You stay there. Can you see them? I had a vision Saturday morning as I woke up. I saw somebody throw a ball and saw somebody catch it. I said, ah, God, what kind of vision is this? So threw the ball. Ah. One more time. I threw back to him. This is God now. When you throw anything to him or you throw yourself to him. You see that ball, when, it, when that ball is in the air, somebody must sustain that ball. Some force holds that ball until it gets here. God is saying to us this morning, 
when you throw yourself in my hands, from the time you live here, when you are here, I'm holding you. When you are in the air, come on, I'm holding you. When you land, I'm still holding you. Because I'm eternity of eternity. There's no markable. I don't know if you are getting it. I want to say to you, there's no season in your life where you are on your own. Maybe you are in the air. Maybe people have forgotten you. The eternity of the eternity, he holds you all the way. Throw that ball one more time. Your children may be far away. Your business may look like it's collapsing. But once you've put it in the hands of the Lord, the Lord will keep you. His face will shine upon you. Cast in all your cares upon him for he cared for you. There's not a moment in your life where you are on your own. You are not like your neighbor. They may throw you in the air, but God will hold you until you land. Throw it one more time. God, throw it one. God is holding you. Everybody stand to your feet. Give him glory and praise in the house of God. Let's stand together, everyone. Don't you feel like that ball sometimes? Say, God, I'm just in the air. Do you understand what I'm saying? God, I'm just in the air. He says, even when you're in the air, I'm the one holding you. When you land, I'm still holding you. When they throw you back again, I'm holding. Isn't that wonderful? I appreciate God this morning. Lift your hand and praise him. So don't go out with fear or dread. He's holding you. You are always in his hands. He's holding you. Let's thank him this morning. You are never on your own. He's holding you. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. Great is your faithfulness this morning. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray. Father, I come against every spirit of infirmity and disease in this place today. I rebuke you because Jesus paid. In the name of Jesus, Father, let the fire that comes from your presence destroy the works of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak the spirit of provision and rest to your people this week. Let that angel go for them this time. Let that angel bring financial open doors. Let the blessing from heaven fall upon your business. Let the favor of God fall upon you today in the name of Jesus. Why don't you lift your hand and just thank him? Adventure, you are here under the sound of my voice. You don't know Jesus or you're a backslider. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand where you are and everybody pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ died for my sins. He was raised again for my freedom. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Make me a new person. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. We know you were blessed. You can reach us through the following platforms. Restoration Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram. RBCM Online on Twitter, YouTube and Mixella. Visit our website www.rbcmonline.org or Restoration Close Romineo Extension, Kaduna, Nigeria. 